uh, hey, hey kids, you're, uh, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that, uh, <laughs> none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. You already know what it is. The government doesn't want you listening to Jock Doc, but you're no sheep. Nope. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health. Yes. And how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith. Com. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. Aww. We have received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as transient visual obscurations and here chicka 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 back back. So I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer Cameron. Good morning, Dr. London. Oh, good morning. Well, is it morning for you right now? Well, what do you mean? I mean, it either is morning or it's not morning. Yeah, I just, yes. for me, like my understanding is that we're recording a little bit later in the day. Did you just wake up? That's, I guess that's what I'm asking. No, I did just wake up, but it, I'm pretty sure it's morning, Dr. London. I don't, what, what do you, wait, what are, what are you, what evidence leads you to believe that we're recording later in the evening? I guess just because we, I know we can only go off of the evidence that we have. So I'm not trying to judge and say that, you know, your truth is invalid just because it's not my truth. But I, you know, what, what leads you to believe that that's the time? Okay. So it'd be the, the, just the way the clock works. So it says clock. So your phone, is that what you're, you're saying? Your phone, your computer, that's what this is being based off of is. Yes technology which is yeah. of course fallible that's that's what we're basing this off of well it's that as well as the the window i can see out of but admittedly looking outside the window doesn't necessarily tell me from this angle what time of day i feel like we are getting caught up in a little well maybe no i'm just saying like why are we trusting so much in technology when we can trust nature i can look outside right now and i can see that it's kind of light but not as light as it should be in the middle of the afternoon. So what does that tell me? That it's either dawn or dusk. I know it can't be dusk because of my knee. Say what? What do you mean by that? You know how people's knees and stuff sometimes act up if like weather's coming through because, you know, humidity or blah, blah, blah or something? Well, in the same way, my knee starts crowing when it's morning. It's my my wake-up call. It's my rooster. And so my knee is hurting so bad right now. So I use these two clues from nature. And from there, I'm able to use that evidence and come to a natural conclusion without having to rely on computers and robots and bleep, blorp, bleep, blorp, zero, one, one, zero, 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 one. Okay, so I guess one one little issue there is that, uh, you know, joints if they ache at a certain time of day that can actually be indicative of uh of pathology a disease an illness so like rheumatoid arthritis for instance if you wake up you know in the morning and you feel this joint pain and maybe some swelling for for an extended period of time that could indicate that you have some sort of some form of arthritis okay and that's fine but how does that change the fact that it happens in the morning so I can thusly set my watch to it? Okay. Okay, so you're... You're just acknowledging that I have a disease. We know I have a ton of diseases, Dr. London. I would say that's the primary subject of this podcast. Uh, well, is I... the various illnesses that I have. I am fully aware that my, this body is a diseased vessel. It's more of a rocket ship for germs to be passed yes. than it is a human body. We know that. Okay, but you're questioning the reliance of its timekeeping abilities, which I take offense to. Take offense of? Take offense whom? Okay. Well, 
Okay, I, I guess, you know, not, not really relevant, I guess, because especially whenever people are, you know, uh, staying in their homes for the most part anyway, a lot of people lose track of the time of day. It, it doesn't really matter. All that um, to say, good morning, Dr. London. Good morning. So this is our producer, Cameron, and Cameron is so dedicated to making sure that our podcast stays relevant that when he heard it was International Kissing Day today, he became very excited because he had also recently heard of the term sun-kissed skin. So Cameron, I understand that you've been trying to get a kiss from the sun? Yeah, and... It's kind of frustrating because I think especially right now with the climate that we're in, obviously, I don't want to overstep any boundaries. That's not relevant even to the climate that we're in. But, you know, the climate we're in makes it more conscious on my mind. And so I sort of keep asking permission, you know, hey, son, can you give me a little kiss? Um, Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I have not received a response, which is very typical in this kind of situation for me. For you, whenever you ask any person or object. When I ask the sun, when I ask a lamp, when I ask uh, like my mom's friend, when I ask um, my boss, like when I ask. Um, oh, so no, the, the humans aren't responding either. Just I'm usually I get nothing. Aww. Well, I would say, you know. You do, that is a good, important thing to do, Cameron. Focus on, you know, you want to get consent before anything like that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because you, otherwise it is a form of uh, sexual assault. So uh, with the sun, I don't know that the physics of it will allow you to actually follow through with, with Ugh, it either way. It just makes me want it more, Dr. London. Okay. Well, also with us is, did you do in the house? Did you do in the house? Did you do in the house? Trying to judge and say that, you know, your truth is invalid just because it's not my truth. I think especially right now with the climate that we're in, obviously I don't want to overstep any boundaries. That's not relevant even to the climate that we're in, but you know, the climate we're in makes it more conscious on my mind. Yes. Brand new! Brand new! Trying to judge and say that, you know, your truth is invalid just because it's not my truth. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a special guest, uh, an actual doctor. That's right, Dr. London. He's probably a friend of yours or something, right? Don't all y'all know each other? Well, not necessarily. I mean, assuming that he's a medical doctor, then there's there's a chance that I've, you know, met him or seen him. I I guess I'm just not aware. Well, but, like, I mean, you... you know everyone who's a doctor, right? Like yes. if I wanted to meet someone or get a hold of someone who was a doctor, I could go through you, right? I mean that, right? Well, no, no. I guess the point I was making there is that... You don't... So you... Okay. Okay. So if our entire... Let, hypothetically, if our entire friendship and this podcast was based around the fact that I'm trying to meet Dr. Dre, you're telling me that you are unable to do that? Okay, well, to my knowledge, uh, the answer, I guess, in short, would be no, because I am i don't personally know Dr. Dre, in part because, he, to my knowledge, he is not a medical physician. You take that back. You take that back. To my, my limited knowledge, you want me to take that back? Yes. Okay. I guess I'll just I'll withdraw all statements on the matter. Okay. Wish you would just withdraw that... all statements in general. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of difficult whenever I'm, you know, the host of a of a podcast. But we can we can go on. Yeah, um, we can change that anytime. The host of this podcast is a fluid thing. Nothing set in stone. 
Just something to keep in your mind, Dr. London. Okay, well, before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. I found this note attached to a dart that I found in my neck after I woke up while, you know, I, I had taken a walk through the woods while trying to go camping. Anyway. You weren't uh, going so the camping. Note, you were burying something. That That's neither here nor there. Like, really, we were supposed to focus on this note, not not what I... Did you spend the night? Did you spend the night in the woods? Like, the whole night, You did you sleep on the ground? Yes or no? I Or did you go out to the woods, bury something really late at night, and then come back and are trying to tell people you went camping? Oh, I went camping. Well... Well, the problem is, as I said, so a dart went into my neck. So I don't, I didn't keep track of time while that mm-hmm. happened. I don't know when I, how long I was out, when I woke up, any of that. Uh, so, but I assume it was listener feedback because there was a note attached to that dart and it said, quote, congratulations, Kathleen. I hope you are doing well. My grandson has graduated and we are very proud of him. How are your kids? My husband has hemorrhoids. It is not fun. Hope you are well. God bless you and your family. Love, Faith. End quote. So first of all, I would like to thank these listeners so much for their insightful question, or I guess one listener. Um, to answer your question, I, I actually do not have children. Nope. And I agree that hemorrhoids are not fun. Nope. As a small side note... And Cameron, maybe you can speak to this, but I, I actually do not typically go by the name Kathleen. Nope. I tend to prefer DrLennonSmith.com. Uh, but, but anyway, How is this, this relevant to me? What? Why did you mention my name? Because sometimes you give me nicknames, and maybe this is one of the nicknames you've told people. No, but, I don't know this person. Okay, I... I'm just, I was just checking. So I tend to prefer drlennonsmith.com, but if Kathleen is easier for our listeners to say or if it's more comfortable, that's also fine with me. Uh, so, so to this listener, thank you for listening. I mean, you know full well that most of our listeners can't talk at all, either due to their age or due to an accident. I, I guess I wasn't aware of that. Is this more of... Because you haven't really been bringing up the listener statistics lately. Yeah. And I assumed it was because, like, you know, there was, there was nothing remarkable about them. I mean, it, there's not anything remarkable about them because I can't even talk. But, yeah, I mean, you know, a new demographic that we've definitely been appealing to a lot lately are people who have burned themselves with acid. Okay, and you see that as, I guess, I guess it doesn't matter how you see it because that's the demographic. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Okay. I don't think that we've been doing a lot of acid-specific stuff or people with you know kind of burned off mouth specific stuff i you know we haven't really been doing that kind of stuff but yeah i i'm you know i can't argue the numbers yeah okay well i mean good to know and to those listeners thank you for listening and i guess we'll try to we'll try to make some of the content a little bit more mal i guess disability friendly Um, actually i have some listener feedback right here it also i completely forgot about this can i can i read this real quick Sure, yeah. Great to hear from us. And what was that written out? Yep. Okay. Uh, well, well, thank you to our to that listener. Um, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how to answer that. If that was a question, I didn't hear like a. The questioning. I think it was an accusation. It. Okay. Well, once again, um, I, I guess I, I apologize if I've been disrespectful in any way to, to people with disabilities or you know those who are uh, marginalized in some way, M- mouthless, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I apologize if I've been insensitive to these groups, and I will try to do better in the future. And yeah, I'm not sure what what more I could say there. Uh, well, at least you can say I, something. Some people aren't so lucky. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Now for today's medical topic: small cell carcinoma. 
Small cell carcinoma is a neuroendocrine carcinoma that exhibits aggressive behavior, rapid growth, early spread to distant sites, exquisite sensitivity to chemotherapy and radiation, and frequent association with distinct perineoplastic syndromes, including hypercalcemia, Eaton-Lambert syndrome, syndrome of inappropriate antidiuretic hormone secretion, also known as SIADH, uh, and many others. So small cell carcinoma, uh, that makes up 25% of lung cancers, and 98% of patients with small cell lung carcinoma have a smoking history. So one reason why smoking cessation is so important is because there are still really no effective screening tools to catch the lung cancer early on. So by the time signs and symptoms appear, the disease is usually widespread. And sorry, Cameron, I feel like I have been excluding you a little bit too much, maybe alienating you with these medical lessons. So, you know, if you have any questions while we while I talk about this. No, I mean, we're just talking about the same old shit, Dr. London. I mean, you're talking about the smoking sensation again. You're talk- you said Neil in there. I don't know any Neil, so I have nothing to talk about there. And then you're talking about all this small stuff, and I'm- I don't know. I just think bigger than all this stuff. You keep talking about like small stuff and cells and germs and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't think on a small scale. I, I think big. I'm a, th- I'm a yeah, big well, thinker. There's, you know, Blimps. there's mountain Later tops. we'll get to large cell carcinoma. Blue but right now, whales. Right now we're on small cell Roller carcinoma. Roller coasters. So right. The biggest rubber band ball in the world, Dr. London. These are the things that consume my thoughts. Okay. Well, and I don't, I don't know if that will be so relevant to this particular, you know, uh, medical lesson. But so patients I mean, this, uh, clinically. Would this letter that I have from someone who has lung cancer, would that be more relevant? This listener of ours who had sent this in? Uh, no, sure, sure. We want to. We want to hear from our listeners. So uh, this is a this is a listener of ours who unfortunately has lung cancer, which is relevant to what you're talking about, right? Right. Um, and he said, <clears throat> "Okay. Well, thank you to to that listener for for chiming in with that." With that bit of feedback, uh, we, we we always appreciate hearing from our listeners. So, you know, don't be afraid to, to keep sending these in. I It is difficult to tell, like, just from my perspective, what exactly is you're trying to convey. But in any case, I'll, I'll go back to the medical lesson for the moment. Yeah, I think that would um, be fine. Yeah, so clinically, patients may present with local airway in, involvement leading to cough, hemoptysis, which is coughing up blood, uh, obstruction, and that's where the, you know, the tumor will literally block off part of the, the airway. Uh, they can have wheezing and uh, dyspnea or, you know, shortness of breath, difficulty breathing. Uh, patients may also have what are referred to as constitutional symptoms, such as anorexia. Ooh, I've had that. A constitutional symptom? Yeah. Trust me. Okay. Drank too much milk or something i don't i don't know what was going on but nothing was happening for a while i'll say that so so you had some anorexia from that or weight loss no constitutional problems i'm saying like i ate i don't know if it was the milk i don't know if it was the amount of cheese i had i don't know what it was but i had constitutional problems for like four days it was bad constipated is what you mean I, you know, we don't have to get dirty. Okay, well, anyway, so patients may have these constitutional symptoms, but once again, these symptoms don't typically appear until the patient is in advanced disease. So uh, so now we'll we'll cover And I do want to say, the... now I, look, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm a doctor or that I know better than anyone else, but anorexia is not one of the causes of constipation. That's actually the opposite. I understand that that person is not going, number two, and so it can be easy for them to think that they are constipated, but that is because they're not putting food in their mouth, Dr. London. 
that's why they're not able to do that. Yeah. So, so I just want to, just I, for the record, I think it's important that we're accurate on the show. Yeah. So anorexia, the, what I'm referring to, it's just the not eating. Whereas I think what you might be referring to is the psychological illness of, or sorry, psychiatric illness. Um, anorexia nervosa maybe which is you know a not eating to the point that you have decreased bmi and everything anyway um so it sounds like you so, listened to key words that i was saying but not at all what i was saying at all okay well so so right now we're going to go ahead and cover some of the perineal plastic syndromes associated with small cell carcinoma um, I'm trying to explain then, to our, our listeners that the reason they're not pooping, if they're anorexic, is because they're not eating. Right. And it's... sure Not because okay. they're constipated. So we'll discuss these a little bit more in depth <sighs> whenever we discuss endocrinology. But for now, we're going to cover a couple common ones that are associated with small cell lung carcinoma one common syndrome is syndrome of inappropriate uh secretion of antidiuretic hormone or siadh in which the hormone that normally tells your kidneys to stop making urine is secreted in excess so you end up retaining fluid rather than peeing it out and this results in dilution and disruption of the the patient's electrolyte imbalances Uh, another most common associated paranoid perineal plastic syndrome is a syndrome of ectopic adrenocorticotropic hormone or ACTH production. So in this condition, ACTH stimulates the cortisol release from the adrenal glands without the normal negative feedback loop. And this results in changes in appearance like central obesity, uh, extra fat behind the neck known as buffalo hump, purple striae on the abdomen, they can have acne, easy bruising, high blood pressure, muscle wasting, weakness, and a range of other effects, basically associated with, you know, corticosteroid use. Uh, so these are just a few of the potential associated perineoplastic syndromes associated with small cell lung carcinoma. Uh, but as far as treatment goes, in limited stage small cell lung carcinoma, the cancer is potentially curable uh, using chemotherapy and radiation along with surgical resection reserved for certain patients. Uh, Extensive stage cancer is not considered to be curable, and in these patients, systemic chemotherapy is used to improve the quality of life and prolong survival. Uh, But also, smoking cessation. That's actually the the biggest point to emphasize here. Just stop smoking, and then, you know, that's tied to, uh, you know, improvement or decreased chance of getting the cancer in the first place. Well, and what's interesting here, I don't have the, I have the tab muted in my Chrome browser right now, but, you know, I'm watching this actress breaking character for straight for 10 minutes video, and it seems like Jerry and George on Seinfeld one time, they broke character, they were wearing mustaches. I don't know, I don't remember this episode, but it, they seem to be laughing quite a bit about it. Okay, so yeah, I'm not I'm not sure that's incredibly relevant, but yeah, in, interesting, interesting to to note there. Well, it's more relevant to me than the crap you're pushing out there, Doctor London. Denied. Was, was that was that some sort of constipation joke? No, but it could be. DJ Dylan, could you edit that into a funny joke? Yes. Well, it's more relevant to me than the crap you're pushing out there, Dr. London. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny, right? Thanks, TJ Dillon. All right, well, we, yeah, we, we can move on from there. All right, uh, Cameron, you said that we have a guest today, a, a doctor. That is right, Dr. London. I know you are always talking about why aren't our guest doctors? Why is it just these people who keep harassing me and keep slashing my tires? Mm-hmm. So I tried to find someone that I thought you would approve of. Who wouldn't slash my tires. That is to be determined. Okay. Okay, uh, hello there. My name is DrLondonSmith.com, and this is our producer, Cameron. Uh, what's your name? My name is Dr. Evans. Okay, nice to meet you, Hi, Dr. Dr. Evans. Hello. 
Hi, so uh, so what brings you on the show today? I know, um, so we're a medical education podcast, so... My area of expertise, let me give you a little bit of synopsis on where I'm coming from. I'm a newly licensed planetary care physician with the Planetary Institute of the Universe. Wow. Oh. A, a planet planetary care. Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a latest institute of cosmology. We're basically in charge of gauging the health of planets within the Milky Way galaxy. And uh, my latest assignment, which this will catch your interest, uh, I just finished giving Earth its first physical, its first physical examination. We've really uh, uh, not given it its due diligence up until just this latest uh, millennium. So this is this is not unlike like the presidential fitness test. This is not unlike Far the. Well, or just, yeah, a normal physical exam, you'll, I mean, you'll, you'll take vitals, of course. I'm thinking of a physical test, but th- this is, this is talking about like taking someone's blood. This and... is comprehensive. Yeah. This, this, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. physically touching and interacting with a patient. So, so wait, what does that entail for, you said yeah, you're doing Earth. this for the Earth? Oh, for yeah. us? Like the planet? It takes about two about... decades to complete. Yeah. I just finished it. Um, I began it in uh, the year 2000, so the last 20 years, if you can gauge your memory, um, has been what I've been gauging the planetary fitness level to be, and uh, it's not looking terribly bright, to be honest with you. Okay, let me get in this mindset real quick. It's the year 2000. It's the year 2000, okay. I just, got, I just left the movie theater from watching um, maybe like There's Something About Mary. Ah and yes, then, I remember that. And I was I'm listening to uh S- 6 feet from the edge by Creed. Is that the name of that song? Yeah, that didn't oh do it. Oh my damn. I'm 6 feet. Is is this is this all sound This is right? thing ringing a bell. Yeah, I had to gauge the cultural uh phenomenon of the time and I remember all of this. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm in the, I'm in the right headspace now. We gave several factors to be uh considered um, but I ended up giving it a terminal diagnosis, unfortunately. I just finished my conclusions the other day, and uh, I have to give Earth optimistically six to eight months to live uh, before Ooh. it can no longer sustain oh. life. Oh. Wait, Earth itself is going to die? Are you- unfortunately, yes. no, not Earth. Um, it won't be able to sustain life. So more specifically, it's a terminal diagnosis for the prevailing species on Earth, uh, being humanity, you guys. So... Um, you won't be able to live well, here say, anymore. Hold on, you say you guys. Oh yeah, no, I'm not Are a human. Uh, I, I think you may have had that mixed up. I'm a planetary doctor. What you might refer to as an angel. Uh, I think you guys have that mixed up. The, you think guardian angels. I'm like a guardian of planets. I was assigned here by God. Um, he's a dick, by the way. Spoiler alert. But, uh, yeah, I, he gave me Earth as its first project. It took me 20 years to figure out that uh, it's terminal. Y'all have been screwing it up, unfortunately. Okay, so you're you're saying that you're a heavenly being. I'm a heaven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, going by at least, I guess the the guise of a physician. Okay. Um, so you say? I'm sorry. Do you say? Six to eight months? Six to eight months. Um, that's optimistically. It could be six to eight weeks for all I know. Um, largely due in part to a Wait, series so of you're, cancerous growth. Just, just to clarify, you've spent two decades on this, and you can't give us a better window than six to eight weeks or six to eight months? It's yeah. really just the six and the eight that are important here? Yeah. Could that be... Could you be mixing that up to be... You know, there's a years. chance. I mean, I, I've sent my findings to my supervisor. I haven't heard back from him yet. So for all I know, I've missed. Uh, I've not carried a decimal somewhere. So you could okay. hope for that. I mean, well, what, what, what are the? I mean, what, what, what's some of the examinations you did? How, how did you yeah. come to this conclusion? You know, I was, I was giving Doctor London a lot of grief earlier for relying on robots and such to come to conclusions. Yeah, we don't rely on robots. They're very faulty. We rely on these heavenly instruments, which gauge the, uh, you know, healthy attributes of a given celestial body. And in this case, it's largely due in part to a series of cancerous growths found along the whole of the planet, or what you might refer to as the outer crust, um, which are largely described as an invasive species. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's kind of, it's killing the right. host. That's the, that's the largest attribute. The outer crust, 
So that's that's where we are. Yes. Correct. That's humans. Yes. Are you referring to humanity as a cancer on this planet? Uh, pretty much. It's hard to distinguish between the two definitions uh, when you describe humanity and you describe, uh, you know, like a cancer or a virus. Um, they're indistinguishable uh, from one to the other. So, like, because we were just talking about cancer for the medical lesson, so it you're just saying that humanity is malignant, you know, multiplying, invasive. Absolutely. Yeah, this carcinoma that you were referring to, I had it mixed up with Jair Bolsonaro. Uh, of these, I think he's the president of Brazil. He's one of the biggest culprits. These, they're burning down the Amazon down there, which, as you know, are the lungs of the planet. And uh, so you could say that planet Earth has concocted a small cell lung carcinoma of the lungs. Wait, 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 wait. They're blaming the like fires in the rainforest and in the Amazon on that guy. Yeah. Not, not like a, not like a guy in his early thirties from America who was maybe just trying to like catch some ants on fire and things got kind of out of control and he he jetted that's not anywhere in your research i didn't find it but uh, oh, oh okay I'll, I'll yeah i mean that'd be weird it. if you did find something like that right i mean like that'd be so strange that would yeah i'm gonna have to look back at the data no no there's no reason to do that at all it's just blamed on that guy it's all that guy huh. and okay cameron you don't want to you don't want to confess anything here nope i'm suspicious here my uh my angel instincts are starting to tingle i think you could have have a responsibility for this uh, we we can just keep the subject going on well what are some other things that lead you to believe that i mean we as a species are sort of a cancerous tumor well the key symptoms have really shown themselves just in the last few months this year's been rife with it uh you know all the continent-sized fires in Australia, the spread of COVID-19. These are clear indicators. Even the civil unrest of the protests, all clear indicators of the terminal uh, development of the, you know, we're in the end stages of it. That's why I don't give us for very long. Those Australian fires, there wasn't anything in your findings about maybe like an American who was traveling over there because he was testing um, this sort of competitor to bird scooters using sort of rocket jets and things went really, really wrong. I remember Was that, that in there. I remember that clearly. We have yet to identify that individual, but he was a key oh, part yeah. of that. I had, yeah, I had um, read about that on tw- on Twitter. That's why I was asking about that. But I don't, I mean, the, um, you know, that just the, from the internet. Hey, Cameron, didn't you have, nope. Weren't, didn't we have a sponsor? Nope. That that nope. was trying to compete with uh-uh. bird scooters or nope. similar. No, sir. Don't remember that. Don't remember anything like nope. that. Nope. Angel senses are okay. tingling here. I, I'm going to have to add you to my list of suspects, sir. Who who else is on that list? Joe Rogan is on that list. Um, despite not being mm-hmm. seen on the on that continent, I had uh, Kobe Bryant until he died. Um, but uh, multiple individuals. Those are the only two I think you'd be aware of. Okay. It's largely on the species, though. I, I want to make that clear. Everyone bears responsibility for this uh, catastro- catos- cat- cat- catastrophic, yeah, catastrophic diagnosis. Everyone, um, save save uh, save maybe uh, what is this? London Smith. London Smith came back as with the exclusion to that. Um, didn't bear any responsibility, uh, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, Unfortunately, uh, I only say that because after two decades of diagnosis, I kind of want, uh, I'm kind of leaning towards the destruction of, uh, of the cancer. Obviously, every doctor wants the cancer that they diagnosed to die. But London Smith was not a part of that. So Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dr. London, can I actually talk to you in private for a second, if that's okay? Yeah, yeah, we can sidebar. Uh, Mr. Dr. Angel, sir, could you just uh, play Dr. some Evans. games on my yeah. phone? Sure, sure. I love games. Hey, Dr. London. Yeah. So this Dr. Angel guy, I know his name is an angel guy, but he's saying he is an angel or whatever. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. One, he's telling us that all of this stuff is going to happen somewhere between six to eight weeks from now or six to eight months from now or years he doesn't really know or centuries or millennia or centuries or millennia or whatever yeah and two 
he's here to place the blame on me for everything. Well, okay, that part, you, I don't think that you were even going to be blamed until you spoke up and, you but know, referenced yourself. Dr. London, he's talking about how he loves when he finds out that everyone is cancerous and awful. So, well, not, not everyone, obviously. Well, but think about this, Dr. London. Is this an angel or is this possibly a former angel? Like he retired? No. Think lower. Uh, dishonorable and, discharge. No. Think an angel that went from heaven, which is, as we all know, the sky, to someplace below the ground. So like a tunneler. Like a parachuting... A, a mole man? You think this? You think Doctor Evans is a mole man? Yeah, obviously. Yes. Okay, and I don't. I don't really know how to. Would it be in a mole man's best interest to get rid of the surface dwellers and just? Oh, could that be okay? Yeah, so they can use Six Flags anytime they want. Right. Okay. Well, let's let's get back to talking. Uh, so, Doctor Evans. Um. Yes. Did, did you conduct a lot of your research underground by any chance? Oh, yes. Um, I had to place these uh, gauge instruments, heavenly, heavenly gauge instruments, to gauge the, the health of primarily the Amazon being the world's lungs. And so that's where a lot of the data came from. Okay. And so, but underground was the, was yes. the method. Yes. Did, did a lot of your data collection and research was that conducted underground like just for the most part no that the the actual research was conducted in heaven okay well i i guess you just you mean the compilation of the research because obviously you had to be yeah on the planet for that okay you've got you got the data from underground compiled it up in the the heavens uh i just can't see I don't. I, I do think it's odd that that I am the sole exception to to the cause to being a cause of the malignancy. Because as much as I do try to be eco friendly, I sometimes you know mess up. In all honesty, that could very well be an anomaly. It's the first time I've seen such an exclusion. I wouldn't oh, think sure. on it. It's your first assignment as well. It right? is. I'm newly licensed. I need to give that in full disclosure. I haven't gotten the okay. findings back from my supervisor. I'm confident in them, but uh, you never know. I did want to explain the silver lining, though. It's not all dire. Okay. Yeah, the silver lining is, uh, you know, as much as 99% of the, you know, surface dwellers will perish in about 68 months, there is an outside chance of a dystopian-like post-apocalyptic existence going forward, which could be fun. I've seen plenty of movies that uh, really hype that up, like The Matrix, you could really see humanity flourishing in such an environment. So I would focus on that as the the positive outcome here. You watch a lot of movies? I do. We're big fans up here. Up okay. Just and so you watch a lot of movies, at least like The Matrix and I don't know, maybe Mad Max or something. Yes, strictly sci-fi is is our our uh, choice. We don't understand the cultural references of the rom-coms. Right. Okay, and you say that It'll be this great society, but it is, you said 1% will be remaining. Yeah, that's optimistic. Most of you will die, but uh, approximately 1% might be able to survive in a type of, you know, post-apocalyptic environment, which if it's anything like the movies could be quite fun. Okay. So now is, well, I have a question real quick though. Is the 99% is this, are these people being chosen or are these, is this just a random number? Totally That's more or less what I was random. about to get at. How do we make ourselves one of these 1%? You'd need to be uh, a billionaire most likely. You'd have to have the resources to live in a type of bunker environment. I mean, just look at that environment in the Matrix movies. How the hell did they build that? You'd have to be somebody like that Amazon CEO or Bill Gates. They're probably the ones that will survive, unfortunately. So this 1% is kind of the 1% you guys typically refer to. The 1% most powerful and 
all of those people, they're likely to be the ones to survive unless you can get in as like a, one of their personal slaves or something like that. That, that might so be we, your best bet. So we, Dr. London, we should be good, right? Isn't that about where you're at? No. Okay. So that financially, no. So I'm, I'm in the 1% most educated nope. in the world, but not, yeah, that's 1%. not going to count. That, I know that's wrong. That, that cannot be true. Denied. Even if it were, it wouldn't count at all. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah, that doesn't seem to seem seem to matter. But you're definitely you've definitely got a, like a billion dollars, right? No, I think you're. I think the cutoff thing, is like ten billion. So even a billion's not enough. Yeah, and I'm not. Well, I think if we, that. I mean, we can scrounge to get. Like, if I, I could sell my PlayStation. And do you have any assets? Your Dr. best London? bet is to offer goods and services to the one percent. If you can get in as a one of their providers in terms of service yeah, or like, goods. Oh, like a blood boy. Yes. I was going to say a, a doctor. Yes. Which is more valuable in the in a post-apocalyptic world? A doctor or a blood boy? Uh, well, what what blood type are you, Cameron? It doesn't matter. Well, in this new world, o negative I think would be the preferred one since That's correct. They would want donor. o negative. I don't think Bill Gates is o negative. I am unfortunately I, I, it's just one of the areas in which I, I got an A plus, so I'm a positive blood. So Ugh, just the way you the arrogance. The, I would get in contact with them very soon. You'll want to become one of their blood donors immediately to you know get lumped in with that one percent that'll survive because it'll be soon. It we, we probably won't make it to Christmas. I mean, is there anything we can do to stop it? No, maybe twenty years ago, uh, you know the the latest studies, largely the latest studies that are often quoted here are the measurements for Mount Montanoa from Hawaii. They indicated CO2 levels of approximately 400 parts per million, which uh, the last time that the CO2 levels were that high, the oceans were 80 feet higher than they currently are. And, um, you know, a qualifying bit to know there is that half the world's population lives within 20 miles of the ocean. So that's just half the world right off the gate. So You're saying that, like... There's a good chance that in this new world, we'll we'll all be getting into sort of like water sports and surfing a lot more. Oh yeah, that movie Waterworld is very accurate. Very accurate. Wait, Ooh, okay. I only know the ride. Sorry, you said twenty years ago we could have done something, but you you're also saying that twenty years ago is when you started researching. Yeah, it was very hard to resist um, intervening and explaining this twenty years ago. But it's strictly against the guidelines. Once we start the diagnosis, we have to remain completely uh, remote until the Just findings are completed. Off. Yeah. Okay. So you don't right, have the. To... I mean, is there a connection between your research methodology and the decline of the world? I'm seeing sort se. of a connection here just with these two data points right now, in that you started this research 20 years ago. Being like, well, if someone were to do something right now, it'd probably be fine. But then the more you've researched, the worse it's gotten. Yeah, it's true that the observer inevitably affects the observed. But uh, what humans were doing 20 years ago, they just largely kept on doing. They've been warning, sending out the warning signs with this climate change information for decades, going back to the 60s and 70s. And they just keep putting on the gas. So I doubt anything could have happened. You bring up something very interesting, was that which is that by ob the the observer affecting the outcome. Are you familiar with the double slit experiment, Doctor? No. <sighs> the double slit experiment says that when two thingies are shot through a little slit, yes, then it becomes the it becomes light. It becomes nope. it 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 reflects off of the gamma rays right mm. except when you observe it it is more like water waves Say and so what? that tells me it it begs the question of do you know any of these people that i could contact about maybe being their blood boy okay for our listeners that was not an accurate explanation of what the double split experiment is oh yeah no. You don't even know the name of it, Dr. Lennon. You just said the double split experiment, which is not what it's a called. Slit. Double slit. So uh, who are we going to trust? The person who said it correctly the first time or 
the person who is stupid and who runs this podcast. I'm going with Cameron on this one. That sounded completely yep. accurate to me. Okay. All right. So, so what was your, oh, your point was that observation as opposed to direct intervention. Oh, Either my way, point? You're affecting the outcome. Yeah. Because that's oh, what quantum theory is about. The is point is long gone, Dr. London. Okay. Would you yeah, mind I'm if I just on made to the website. point that, When do I get my that, website plug? Oh, oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, you have you have a website to plug? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just because we're Earth dwellers, or just because you're Earth dwellers and I'm a heaven dweller, doesn't mean we don't have the internet. I was going to mention to people to check out earthisterminal.com, where you can buy a t-shirt that says the Earth is doomed. Just a silver lining. You might want to die in that rather than your clothes. Yes. Look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be upfront here real quick before we get into the website thing. I gotta ask. Here you are. You're talking. You're saying that you're sort of like a heavenly body and you live with Wi-Fi in heaven and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, you're cheering on the destruction of Earth. Is it possible? And you gotta you gotta tell the truth to me right now. Is it possible that you are a fallen angel, aka more commonly known as a mole man a mole person yeah i did fall and trip my uh trip up my knee the other week and um boom yeah yeah i, I have to confess i do have to tell the truth that is, that is a true statement uh i fell i hurt my knee and i have not been the same since i heard you earlier talking about uh, restless leg syndrome or something like that i'm concerned i might have you know contracted that so arthritis. yes, I think I might be. Are so you talking man. about knee time? No, knee time is just ha- it's just a new form of time. I'm talking about restless leg syndrome. Okay. Right. I know what you're talking about. I'm saying I'm talking about knee time. I don't have that. No, I'm not aware of this. Yeah, Dr. Cameron London, does. could you explain to me the medical science behind uh, knee time? Well, so Cameron, you keep on referring to like you need to have your knee time and it's time just alone to feel your knees, tell you the time of day. Uh-huh. But I, that's you are the only person I've ever heard reference that concept. You might want to do a little more research then. Have you looked okay. on the internet recently? Nope. Yeah, well, At speaking producer of producercameron.gov slash knee time. Okay, I I have not checked that out. But what if we went to this website that uh that our mole person friend Dr. Evans has proposed? So you said it's what about Earth? Something? Oh, Earth is terminal dot com. Yeah, you can buy T-shirts. Earth is okay. Let's type that in. Okay, um, okay. So there, it's first thing. Uh, I guess we'll register. Okay. Not necessary, but yeah, you might want to. So, uh, yeah, name. Okay, it is asking for a lot of information, like personal information. Yeah, all of it is unrequired. Well, no, like, obviously, I'm not going to put in the social security number. Uh, We already know it anyway. Yeah, so it's also asking, like, what are you wearing? Um, I'm going to have to talk to the person that set that up. That's inappropriate. Yeah. Well, it also, just my webcam, there's a light for it when it's on, and it did just turn on. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk talk to Dave about that. Dave set up that website. I take no responsibility. I just know about the t-shirts. Yeah. And there, yeah, there is a, there is a little tab for that. But like this, it really seemed like it was pushing me towards this part, and it's, it's just got all these questions about, like, what am I into? Are you sure you're at I... earthisterminal.com and not earthisterminal.org? Oh, no. Oh, okay. yeah, you, you, uh, that was a key difference. We, we, we thought about changing the no, domain name to avoid confusion, but it gets right to the point. Earth, the, the earthisterminal.com is where you want to be. Earthisterminal.org, that's the creeper site that we found as well. I think that's what you might be referring to, where they want to spy on your webcams. Yeah, not, not fun. And I mean, and there's in your research, you found nothing about like an American who set up a website like that in order to get, in order to data mine. We tried. People. We tried. We were not able to find him. Okay. Or her. It could be a her. It could. Yeah. Yeah. 
them. Okay, so well, I get. I I think we've spent enough time on the the website at this point, but but we so we have the idea that okay, it's a it's a place where you can go to buy t-shirts. Right, right. Earthisterminal.com. You can buy t-shirts that say Earth is doomed. That's about all there is. Okay, I guess I don't. Sure, sure. I guess that sounds fine. Um, Any questions for me on the fate of the universe? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I feel like you've answered. Am I allowed to ask questions like beyond the scope of Earth? Go for it. I'll tell you what I know. I mean, do you? When was I know you're a new employee, but when was the last time this happened to a planet? Uh, not that I have been able to see, at least in cases where there's an active civilization currently residing on the planet, this has been a first. Well, oh, so wait, 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 wait. So you're also inspecting other planets that can sustain life and they're doing just fine? Oh, absolutely. Mars was doing great up until a few millennia ago. Oh, wait. So when you say you're a new employee, when did you say you started again? About 22 years ago. It, yeah. 1998. What and before that, what was your job? Oh well, I was uh, in training um, to become this. That's what I started off as. I didn't do anything before. It took me about okay. two millennia okay. to get my doctorate, specializing okay. in solar system health, localized to subquadrant B of the Milky Way galaxy. I have to specify that that inco- incorporates the current solar system. Sure. So, okay. So well, I gotta ask though, what was like the main thing we screwed up? Like, the number one thing that, like, God, if we just didn't do that, even if it was from, like, millions of years ago or whatever. And we, we know it's something I didn't do. We know that much. We know Dr. London wasn't involved. We know there is a mysterious American going around the world making things well, worse when, Whenever you went past the point of no return was uh, the emergence of anime. Yeah, anime and manga. Uh, At some point it. in there, yeah, you can blame anime. That's where it really crossed over. There was no hope after that point. So, so you're saying that the introduction of anime that and that's the whole animation, thing. That that style that is effectively, I guess, through some chain reaction butterfly effect type of thing. That is what is causing the world to end. Absolutely. Wait, is it a butterfly effect thing or is it that anime itself was distracting people from doing good or from, you know, cleaning up after themselves? All of okay, that. Cause both. I admittedly, I don't watch really, I don't really watch anime. Right. But you are yeah. the one exception, Dr. London. Yeah. The anime so itself you... is exquisite. We're big fans, but uh, the creators are the ones that bear the responsibility. Yeah. There seems to be some kind of, uh, um, like, like picture a Venn diagram. You got the anime creators, and then you've got the people fucking up the environment. They're in the same group, so. So I didn't really have to picture a Venn diagram at all. I just needed to picture one circle. Precisely. There, there's a little bit of an overlap, and then an, you know, there, there's a few anime you know contributors that had nothing to do with it, but it's and very. It was, minimal. it was good to practice multiple circles. Correct. That's not a bad habit. Okay. Well, um. This this has been enlightening. Um, you know, hopefully we can, you know, make some progress. Maybe we'll surprise you with our ability to try to become an organ donor to uh, the one percent. That's your best bet to get in with that one percent survivors in the dystopian, a post-apocalyptic environment. Try to become an organ donor. I would go for that, or, or the blood donation you were referring to earlier. If you're O positive or O negative. That's your best bet right there. Yeah, well, because Cameron has been... Cameron, you went to, to school to be a blood boy. Is that right? Well, it's not really a school. It's more like a retreat. And while you were there, they... You just learned how to give blood, I guess? Uh, To be completely honest, if, you, if you've been on a blood boy retreat then you don't remember a blood boy retreat oh, it's like you know what i mean going to vegas and going crazy or something no that's what happens in vegas stays in yeah vegas. but so if you go on a blood boy retreat you do not remember what happened and that's it you ain't gonna remember what happened on a blood boy retreat let me tell you no nope. i think it's usually because of the blood that's been drained out of your body yeah no that's that's what i was suspecting when you said that uh okay so I think that's probably a good time to wrap it up. I feel like we've kind of gotten 
as many as many lessons as we could out of that I, I think in general to our listeners let's try to do what we can to help the environment um and hopefully or we can don't it sounds like what our guest is saying here is that it doesn't matter right correct yeah but we're way past the point to fix anything that's the so point. just yeah do whatever you want um what's the thing where you hook up something to your pickup truck to make uh clouds of smoke way worse i'm i'm not sure i is it rolling coal? I think it's rolling coal. So I would encourage all of our listeners to try to do that as much as you possibly can. Uh, you just pump just black smoke into the air with your car or your scooter if you've got a bird scooter. Oh, see, I, um, I drive a or, hybrid, so that isn't really... That's fine. You can just produce the smoke yourself. Just find something that produces a lot of smoke, hook it up to a hose, tape it to the bottom of your car, shoot that out the back. Who cares? Go for Throw it. Throw your trash on the ground. Might as well speed uh, kill it the up. animals. Get it over with. Um, run over people with your car. Yes. Well, the world is ours. Correct. Absolutely. I'm finding a lot of freedom in this, Doctor London. I'm encouraged. These I'm are the silver linings okay. that oh, are should I, be explored. So we should probably just end this before it goes any further. To, to our listeners, I would say I I cannot endorse those those ideas that Cameron just said. Really, we should just try to help one another, try to help the environment, try to you know eliminate waste, all of that. You know, since nothing matters, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat that little packet that comes in beef jerky that says you're not I, supposed to eat it. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to okay, do, well, so, do it. Do so it. So thank you to um, to our guest, Dr. Benjamin Evans. It's um, been a pleasure. Uh, and what was that name again of the website and anything else you'd like to plug here? Earthisterminal.com. Yeah, you can get a t-shirt there. You can contact me if you have any additional questions before you die, of course. But yeah, I've said all I need to say. Thank you very much for the time. Yeah, okay. And uh, thank you to our producer, Cameron, as always. Thank you to... Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm a bit distracted. I'm, I'm now watching um, watch this coal-rolling ram go crazy when a Tesla is spotted. Okay. C- cool. I'm getting... I'm just... I'm, I'm learning a lot right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, and thank you to Digital in the House. Well, the key symptoms have really shown themselves just in the last Did few months. This year's been rife with it. Uh, you know, all the continent-sized fires in Australia, the spread of COVID-19, these are clear indicators. Even the civil unrest of the protests, all clear indicators of the terminal uh, development of the, you know, we're in the end stages of it. That's why I don't give us for very long. Because the earth is doomed. 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 I'm Dr. London Smith. I like smoking. Joints. I like smoking. Joints. I like smoking. Joints. Joints. I like smoking. Joints. Joints. I like smoking. Joints. Joints. My name is Dr. London Smith.com, and this has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. Tumbleweed rolls by, propelled by a gust of wind. Yep, it's gonna be another slow day out here. You take the straw out of your mouth after finally deciding that this is not the plant type of straw, but rather a drinking straw. And such a thing doesn't really fit with your current country vibe. You continue vibing, sometimes pausing to chill, but always returning back to the vibing, You then hear an angry voice, quiet at first, but escalating in volume as its source nears. Oh great, this again? Yeah, you ask, trying to suppress your annoyance. Well, are you going to fix the toilet or not? The owner of the nearby house replies. It is flooding, and you got here quickly, but then you just apparently decided to go sit out here by the creek in the shade. Look, sir, madam, or however you identify... I don't tell you how to do your job. How about you don't tell me how to do mine? Speaking of doing your job, it's about time that you got off your lazy rear and and wrote a five-star review of the Jock Dog podcast in which you write an explanation and apology for why you have not done so thus far. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the Jock Dog podcast with a friend or foe. 
You can send them a link to your favorite episode or just send them our handy website, jockdocpodcast.com. And don't forget to take a peek at our posts on social media. We are at Jock Doc Podcast. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.